This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live from Liberty Village on the new AM740 radio. Uh, Welcome to us on a Sunday morning. With us in studio this morning, we're pleased to have with us Jeff Johnson. Jeff Johnson, of course, a former Toronto Argonaut, a great career, 14-year career in the CFL with the Argos and the Hamilton Ticats, but we remember the Argo part of it more, more than anything. And, uh, of course, you're doing some work with the Argos now, being, uh, doing their broadcasts on, uh, on radio with Mike Hogan. So welcome, uh, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Jeff. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much, Wally. Thank you very much, Naz. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, we're certainly going to be talking quite a bit about football. Football, CFL this morning, BMO, uh, maybe a little bit Deflategate, and hopefully you've got some uh, some opinions on uh, on uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs because that's certainly the uh, the ongoing topic of discussion on the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Naz, good morning. How are good, you this morning? Good morning, Wally. How are you? Welcome back. I know uh, you've had a you've had a, a rough uh, rough week, but rough you're, week, you're looking thanks. good this morning. Thanks, Wally. Good to have you back. Uh, the Mike Babcock sweepstakes has become an interplanetary uh, search for a coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's uh, he's been seen in Toronto. I don't I don't think he's been seen in Toronto, but he was seen talking to Toronto people in Detroit. He was seen in Buffalo. He's over in the Czech Republic now. He's he's all over the place. Uh, what's uh, what's Mike Babcock's final landing spot, Ness? Uh After watching the TSN interview with him and Mike Holland. I think Ken Holland. Ken Holland, yeah. sorry. Ken Holland. I think he's staying in Detroit. And uh, unless he's got a great poker face, there's no way he's leaving Detroit. Well, I made, uh, I made the point, I think, last week or the week before. I thought, uh, I thought what Mike Babcock was doing, he was, he was given permission by, by Ken Holland and, and Illich to test the waters. They want, he, he, had, he, had, he wanted to find out what his market value was. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, 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 as he's entitled to, he is the most... The coach that is in most demand in the world right now, the hockey coach that everybody wants to have, so he's certainly worth a lot of money. So he uh, he took the opportunity to find out in the marketplace what he's worth, and I think he's got an idea now. Um, and he took that number back to uh, Ken Holland and Illich, and uh, my guess, my guess is that's. Uh, Detroit are going to make him a comparable offer, make it worth his while to stay in Detroit, and that will probably be the final contract of his NHL coaching career. Yeah, and he said he would announce it by Wednesday, so we're looking at Wednesday as the date that he's going to announce where he's going, and I think it's Detroit. Anyways, in studio this morning with us, Jeff Johnson, uh, of course, doing commentary for the Toronto Argonauts on 1050 TSN. You're, you're the, the Argo season's coming up, and I know we were talking just before the show, Jeff, and you've got some... Uh, some opinions on the Mike Babcock situation. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's an interesting scenario. I have a, a close friend that uh, uh, understands the Detroit Red Wing organization very well. 
And he said uh, it's a unique club in that from when you when you go into the stadium from or into the arena from the groundskeepers right through to the head coach and the organization the the, the management everybody feels like family there. It's and and you know you'll talk to people that work in the concessions and they feel like they're a part of that organization. You know, and he, he said it's a very unique place. And when you when you're hired on, no matter what level you're hired on. The ownership says to you, you're part of this club and you're going to be a part of this club and you're a part of, of, of creating a winning environment in this, in this arena and a winning organization. So I think when you get that sense of, of what they've created there, um, that'd be a difficult place to leave if I was a head coach. If, if that's the kind of environment and the ownership and that's what they're supporting, I wouldn't want to leave, even if, the, even if dollars were better somewhere else. Um, it's not always about the dollars. You know, and uh, it's really about uh, what's important to you. And if, and you know, Babcock's been around for a long time, and I, and I'm sure that would be important to him. That's interesting. Uh, interesting comments, Jeff. Uh, the whole the whole um, atmosphere in the Detroit organization, and, and like it's when when you say those things about Detroit, it just reminds me of what we don't have with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, but the, le- mm-hmm. Sorry, the, le- yeah, but the Leafs uh, situation is different. They're a corporate structure where Illich owns the Red Wings. So that can happen in that situation. I think Buffalo could be like that too, but Toronto would never be able to compare to Detroit that way. Well, uh, you know what, Naz? I mean, interesting from an ownership level, but I, I believe you can still try to create that environment. You know, and maybe it's not from the owner, but it's who the owner hires that's going to control the flow of the organization, right? And, and that's the environment that you need to create. And, uh, you know, I've seen winning environments. You know, we, 2004, 2012, we had the right environment when we won the Grey Cup those, those two years. Interesting enough, in 2004, uh, refresh my memory, Jeff, who, 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 or who was the owner of the Toronto Argonauts at that point in time? That was uh, Howard Sokolowski and David Cinnamon. Oh, was that that was the tribute guys back then? It was, yeah. And, and they created that environment. And you know, they, the head coach was Mike Pinball Clemens. Pinball, yeah. Right, and uh, we had a dysfunctional group of guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, a dysfunctional or a fun group of guys? Well, both, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't dysfunctional on the football field because you no. guys won the great cup that year, didn't you? No, but no, you know, yeah. there was some secret sauce there, and that was pinball, right? And uh, okay. you know, but it was it was interesting. There was. You have to look at an organization across uh, all levels and where your weaknesses are. And, and if there are, you know, you, with, with that group, a dysfunctional group, what brought it together? Pinball. You take someone else, another different type of head coach, mm-hmm. and we're probably in last place. Was that the first year of the Cinnamon uh, Sokolowski ownership? It was. Do you recall? Yeah. That was the it first, was the year, first wasn't year, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, do you recall at all who was the owner before them? Yes, it was um, uh, the New York businessman um, Schwartz. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sure, 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 yeah, sure. To, yeah, okay. And uh, did you notice a difference after – what was the biggest difference after they got new ownership? Well, Mr. Schwartz – I wasn't there when, when Schwartz okay. was, was the owner. I was there uh, right at the end of his ownership and then the turnover where the, the, the league actually owned the club for okay. half a season. And yeah. then Howard and David took it over. Um, not unlike what's kind of going on a little bit right now with the organization. But uh, – um, when when Sherwood was the owner, he was in New York. He would show up every now and then and just kind of pace through the locker room, from what I understood. He had hired people underneath him to control it or to manage the organization, and they, uh, you know, they just had different ideas. You know, coaches will come in or GMs will come into an organization and 
implement the system that they believe is the right system, regardless of personnel. And I don't think that's the right way to do it. I think you have to have a system that you want to implement. And if you have a certain personnel, then it has to be able to adjust based on the personnel that you have. Otherwise, go out and find the right personnel. Right. And so with that organization, um, you know, they tried to, to, to mold what they thought was the right. You know, so this is 2000, 99, 2000, 2001. And they tried to mold the group to uh, how they saw fit. And, and the Argos were unsuccessful. Then Howard and David came in and, uh, and, and, you know, Pinball Clemens and Rich Stuber and some guys with some different perspectives and understanding the comprehensive approach to f- sports. No different than business. It's about the big picture, and uh, and then they pieced everything together. We're talking to Jeff Johnson, uh, former Toronto Argonaut, and of course you can uh, listen to Jeff. He's doing the uh, Toronto Argo broadcast with Mike Hogan on uh, it's TSN 1050 Radio. It is, and uh, your season's certainly coming up. And uh, we've got Jeff in studio for the entire show. Jeff, I want to ask you about David Braley and the current Argo regime, and a whole bunch of other things. And we'll do that as soon as we come back from the break. Excellent. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six. No. Pound three six three six. No. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Let's go ring to it. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. 
We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. Uh, we're pleased to have with, with us in studio this morning, Jeff Johnson, of course. Jeff, former Toronto Argonaut, great career with the Argo, double Grey Cup winner and currently doing... Uh, Toronto Argonaut broadcast with Mike Hogan on uh, TSN 1050 Radio. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, certainly, uh, we just before we went to break, we were talking about ownership, and uh, certainly I have I have fond memories of the uh, Sokolowski Cinnamon uh, tenure. I, th- I thought they did a fantastic job with uh, they 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 brought a certain buzz back to the Argos for a short period of time. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't, didn't look like they could make money at it. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. they, they seem to uh, have had, had the franchise in the right direction for a few years. Then along came David Braley. I, I don't personally recall what year he came, but uh, uh, I think he was probably at the tail end of your career. And uh, tell us a little bit about his, uh, his role as the owner of, of the Toronto Argonaut. And he's still the owner and uh, for a while. Not anyway, for long. Not for long. Yeah. But uh, your, your perspective on him and uh, uh, what it was like uh, being a player under his, his ownership regime. Well, the shift from David to, and Howard to Mr. Braley is, uh, is an interesting shift. You know, David and Howard were more hands-on. So they would be around the organization, you know, post-game, pre-game. You might see one of the owners walk through and approach the player. He wouldn't do this pre-game, but post-game would come up and, you know, hey, how's everything going? You know, is, are, you, are you happy? You know, is, is there anything we can do better? Right, which was was an interesting. Uh, it was kind of neat, you know, that the owner here's the owner, the guy with the pulse on everything that's happening here, and they're asking for feedback from players and um, want to know if there's anything they could do different, um, you know. And and that was one style, and it and it worked. And then uh, Mr. Braley's style was very different. He's, you know, he's in the back office, right, and he hires someone else, and that was Mr. Rudge to manage the organization and to, to you know, to kind of be that face within the club and so Mr. Rudge would come through and check in on the guys but you wouldn't see Mr. Braley I mean I think over the I believe he took over in uh, I want to say 09 or so but uh, from when he took over we may have seen him once or twice right? yeah he owned two teams so he owns BC too right that's correct that's correct so I mean he was on the so sidelines so would you rather spend your time in BC or Toronto <laughs> no don't answer that but He's from BC anyway, right? He is. He okay. is. Um, You've thrown me for a loop there, Naz. I'm, I'm trying to think of how I would answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver's a beautiful city. It is a beautiful city. And so is Toronto. So uh, anyway, yeah. so we, yeah. you know, we, we, there's a big, big uh, story uh, in, the, um, in the press, and it's been around for a while. I know, Naz, you've been on top of this story for yeah, a while. Been, and uh, uh, so I'll certainly turn it over to you. Uh, the whole the whole TFC sale moved to BMO Nash. Yeah. Tannenbaum and uh, Bell will purchase the Toronto Argonauts. Mm-hmm. And Rogers is not involved in that, but they are involved in leasing the stadium to this new group. Okay. Has that been confirmed? That is confirmed, and it will be announced from what I'm told is this Wednesday. 
Okay. And uh, Braley has already stated that uh, the sale is imminent. He said that on CHML Radio on Friday. So we have an entire new ownership group. Uh, once again, who is this ownership group going to be now? Tannenbaum. It's headed by Tannenbaum and Bell. But So it's not an MLSC. Not a total it's, MLSC, it's, but all the parties are involved. There's some MLSC party parties, but two-thirds of it. Two-thirds of it, okay. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, and, 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 we, and we're, ha- we're talking about a move from the Argos to BMO. That's correct. 2016 season. 2016 season. How do you feel about that, Jeff? Well, it's it's something that uh, had to happen, and it's, I believe, uh, uh, one of the reasons that Howard and David are no longer owners is that uh, an opportunity to be at BMO or a stadium like that fell through um, towards the end of their their ownership tenure, and then. Uh, uh, Mr. Braley came in and took over, and then you know he essentially kept the organization going, um, and that was his role with the, with the club. And now we have a, a new shift happening, and and it has to happen for for a couple of different reasons. I mean, the big issue with the Toronto Argonauts is making money, right? The club That's doesn't correct. make money, and a large part of that is because of where they were playing. You know, at the Rogers Center, it's you know they're leasing the property; they don't make any money from concessions, they don't make any money from parking. You know, and uh, people aren't coming because you put twenty five thousand, and that's a generous number. You put twenty five thousand, it still feels like there's not really anybody there, and it's not much of an atmosphere, and everybody's scattered around. Now you take that same number or twenty thousand, and you put it into a stadium like BMO, and you've got a humming environment. You know, and and, yeah. they, and that model flew in Montreal with uh, in Molson Stadium there, and that was fluky how that happened because they couldn't find a stadium, and they went into McGill, right? And yes. they played the game, and the atmosphere was tremendous. And they said, I'm not going back to the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. And that helped the Alouettes. No you're qu- right. You're right. Yeah, no question. The environment, uh, I think they sold out every game in Montreal for my entire career playing in the CFL for so, 14 years. Uh, I always thought Sky Dome was just a horrible place to watch a football game, quite frankly. Um, uh, I can't say, and I'll be, I'll be quite frank with you, Jeff, um, I, uh, I was a huge CFL fan when I grew up. Um, tremendous memories of the CFL. Uh, I was a bigger CFL fan than I was an NFL fan. Late 60s through the 70s into the early 80s. I remember going to Exhibition Stadium, watching some Argo games. with 50,000 people. It was huge. Awesome. And, and quite frankly, the last 10, 15 years, I can't say, probably ever since Flutie retired, um, I can't say that I've been a big CFL fan. But I will say... Um, I do want to become a CFL fan again. Uh, I, I think this move to BMO is going to save the franchise. Absolutely, I do. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's the right venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the right sight lines to watch a football game if they set it up properly. Um, I think it, amongst my generation, uh, which we call Zoomers because we're on Zoomer radio <laughs> and uh, don't necessarily want to give, uh, give my age away, but uh, we're, we're certainly north of 50, let's say that, old enough to have watched the CFL, old, old enough to have watched Leo Cahill and Joe Theismann and Jim Stillwagon and Granny Liggins and Russ Jackson and Whit Tucker and Margene Atkins and Vic Washington and Angelo Mosca and John Barrow and all the greats from the past. Uh, I'd love to be a CFL fan again. I really would. And I hope, and I hope this move draws back my generation uh, because there, there was some fantastic CFL played and there were some great characters. 
and some great football players. And I'd love for the CFL to acquire a buzz again this, in this city. And I hope this, is the, uh, this, I hope this is the kerosene that we're throwing on the fire. I really do. Oh, Wally, no question about the quality of the game. Um, you know, it's, there are the characters are certainly there, too. Um, I uh, think they do a bad job, and I, and I don't want to be critical. Not uh, the players. We're not talking no, about the players. No, I'm not talking about the players. The players. I'm not, I'm not going to criticize the players because I'll be – I'm frank with you, Jeff, yeah, and I know and that, I your, that your heart and soul is with the CFL and part of your livelihood and whatever, and you need to appeal to guys like me again. You need to bring me back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to create those characters. We've got to get them out in front of the cameras. They can't just be numbers behind a uniform. I want to know who you guys are. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I want to know what you do. I want, I want some personality from you guys. I want, I want Leo the Lip Cahill back. I want the coach to have some personality. I want the owner to have some personality. Uh, just let's create, let's create a buzz around the team, and you have to do that through creating. It's not just the on-field product. That's a big part of it. It's, it's for us, when, correct me if I'm wrong, Naz, but I, I look back on the CFL from the – it was the characters. These guys, Mel Prophet, you never knew what was going to yeah, come out of his mouth. it was a different era. It's a little different, different now, Wally. It's, it's, yeah, not because, as, it's not as easy to do. Well, I, I, I understand I, I, I it agree. should be done, but I it's not as that. easy to do. I agree with, I, I agree with that. You know. Yeah. They have to keep that character kind of under control. I mean, you have to keep it. The character can be there on the field, and then it's yeah. off the field where they have to be under control. Like, you can't get carried away. There has to be a, a line because now you have all this social media, and, you know, guys will, will do things or say things maybe they shouldn't necessarily say or tweet. Um, and so there's certainly a line that, you know what, hey, there's a character on the field, and then when you're off, carry yourself in a different manner. But, um, you know what, if, if I had a dime for every fan that said what you just told me, over the 12-year career that I had with the Toronto Argonauts, said, you know what, Jeff? I used to be the biggest Argo supporter. I used to go to all the exhibition games and or games when they were at the exhibition. And, you know, as soon as they moved into the Rogers Centre, I was done. I, you know, I tried to go for a few years. I was a season ticket holder for a few years. But I just couldn't support the organization anymore because it just was the worst venue to watch a football game in. Well, when I hear that, that many, you know, thousands of times, I heard that over 12 years. Thousands. You just heard another time. <laughs> yeah, now, there you now. go. And, uh, you know, hey hopefully we bring some of those people back. This venue will be the right venue. At the same time, the Argos are the the club, the the sports, the professional sports franchise in this city that is most seen in the community. The Argos run their huddle up pro, uh, anti-bullying program. They're doing the white ribbon campaign. They're in schools all across the GTA every single day. And so I know that that next generation, they know about the Toronto Argonauts. The kids know who the Argos are. Jeff, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting point. Now, you're going to be, they're going to be Mo Field. How was the field at Skydome? How good was the field or how poor was the field at Skydome when you played on it? Well, We're getting it, to this because of the shared stadium that's going to happen. Yes. Well, I understand it went, through, uh, it went through a few changes, but how it ended was the, uh, the field turf. And it wasn't, it wasn't great. You know, they used patch it in and out and to be honest it wasn't great when you compared it to the other fields that were around the league now where you're going is any can you give me some insight or is the guy know they're talking about maybe playing on both on the grass or or a structure no, over top no or? no they have to play on grass now okay. there's two teams in the uh uh nsl or the, the mls sorry yeah there's uh, new england and um, New York that shared the football stadium, and they seem to be doing a good job, both with NFL teams. Okay. And I'm just wondering, it's going to be grass. That's what's going to happen there. Do you see a Fantastic. Big, do you see a big difference in that? Well, the guys will be excited about that. I mean, it, it is a treat to play on grass, and uh, with the right 
grass field, uh, you know, it's easier on the body. Um, the game will slow down a little bit, but that's okay. Um, and I, and I, and I understand that there's some teams in Europe that uh, both that they, they play Euro rugby and soccer on grass surfaces, and from what I understand, a lot more games than they'll be playing on the field here at BMO, and the grass is is fine. But you know what turned? We get back to the uh, CFL. Why it was supported? The thing that turned it was baseball coming to Toronto. That was the difference in the two teams. That's what the change was. Okay. Because Major League Baseball took a lot of the Argos out of there. But let me get back to the ratings on TV, because we talked about this a few times. Yes. And uh, soccer ratings, the last two nights that they played were 47,000 across Canada and 75,000. That's less, that's less that's than the Nazarene Sports yeah. Hour. <laughs> 75,000 people. We actually, we actually on TV. do more than 47,000 yeah, on Sunday mornings. They watched on TV. The ratings for CFL is over 300,000 people when the Argos plays, play. So people are watching. Yes. Now to get them into the stadium. BMO's the perfect field. That's the that's uh, BMO is the perfect field. It's the, the perfect, perfect venue. Uh, it's essentially it's essentially the old exhibition stadium. The location of it, for all intents and purposes, it's pretty and close. the reason why Bell is involved again with that Argo team is because they know what the ratings are. Yes, football across Canada and losing Toronto would be a big hit. So that's why they're getting involved. Anyways, we're talking to Jeff Johnson, of course. Jeff, uh, former. Toronto Argonaut, great career with the Argo, two-time Grey Cup winner. Uh, we won't talk about your two years with the Hamilton Ticats. No, 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 not on. Skip not, right we can skip right the over Cats, Although I like, uh, you know, I enjoyed that time there at Hamilton. Thank you, fans. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and my apologies to all our Hamilton listeners. There's a lot of them too. And we have we have good uh, people there. Great, yeah. great football city. Uh, and they've certainly their stadium certainly seems to have turned theirs. Their awesome franchise stadium. runs awesome stadium. Very cool. Yeah. And that goes back to you have an owner. Yes. That takes a passion. That's right. Who's, that, who's the part of the community? Invested. Willing is invested in the community. Invested in the team, and that's. You know, that's how much difference an, an invested owner, not just financially invested, but emotionally invested in a franchise. That's what that's a difference an owner can make. And the Ticats are a classic example of it. You're right. And I mean, you look at what they've gone through over the last couple of years. I mean, the, the year before stadium. their stadium opened, yeah. they were, you know, out in Guelph and they still managed to create a winning environment and were successful that season. Right? Speaking of Fort McMurray for the opening game, <laughs> oh my that's God. pathetic. Yeah, I mean, how do the Argos <laughs> go to Fort McMurray? They can go to Nobleton Park out near my house and play the game there. What the heck is that all about, Fort McMurray? Uh, I, I hear there's a lot of money in Fort McMurray. That's probably maybe the richest community in Canada, from what I understand. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm Fort McMurray for the Toronto Argonaut <laughs> home opener. <laughs> That's wrong. That's I'm trying totally not. To, I'm not. Totally I'm trying wrong. not to laugh. I, I, you know, my my immediate impression of it, it, it's it's laughable. But I'm sure that there are some logistic reasons. There, I'm sure there's some other reasons that you know. If we, if we I had, like I like to hear them really. Well, <laughs> there has to be. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the rationale. I'm sure there's some rationale. It just on on first blush, it, it, you know, I would have thought that they would have picked something closer to home. Um, I mean, you're just. You're I was separating. ready to buy my tickets for the home opener, right? yeah, and then I, I look Fort McMurray. I go, whoa, no. well, that's a hell yeah. of a. Didn't road come trip. with a plane ticket for that first. For the, What's that? It didn't come with a plane ticket. <laughs> 
No, unfortunately. <laughs> are there any direct flights from Toronto to Fort McMurray? I guess there probably are now. I mean, Fort McMurray's yeah, a big oil to town. Go, they have to go through Horn Pain to get there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good one. Uh, any- <laughs> anyway, so we're, you're listening to the NAS and Wally Sports Hour. In studio with us this morning is Jeff Johnson. Of course, Jeff, uh, former Toronto Argonaut and current broadcaster of Toronto Argo Games with Mike Hogan on 1050 TSN. We'll be back with uh, Jeff right after our break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 
Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on this Sunday morning on a long weekend. I uh, hope everybody's having uh, having a safe weekend so far and enjoying enjoying the weather. Uh, in studio with us this morning, we're pleased to have Jeff Johnson. Of course, Jeff is currently uh, doing uh, color, uh, I don't know if it's color commentary or co-hosting the Toronto Argo broadcast with Mike Hogan on TSN 1050, and certainly we're getting ready for the Toronto Argonaut season. Uh, Jeff, uh, your early assessment of the Toronto Argo lineup this year and what we might expect from the Argos. Well, we all saw last year, um, the fans did anyhow, that uh, the Argos had a very difficult season. Not only were they going through a, a change in home where the practice facility was going to be, but they also had went through a series of injuries. And so looking into this year, we have uh, hopefully everybody healthy, which is going to be a significant change from last year, um, considering the arsenal of firepower we have on offense. Um, and uh, Ricky Ray, got, having gone through some off-season shoulder surgery, so we'll see how he will be at the beginning of the season. Um, but uh, I think if, considering everything firing on all cylinders, the young guys that we have at certain key spots, Corey Greenwood that came up from the NFL last year, uh, Cleon Lang who's going to be back and healthy, the defense should be strong. Um, we did have a recent change with Tim Burke leaving, but uh, Casey Crehan runs a very exciting defensive scheme, and um, I think the team will do very well. I, I know they're starting the season tough, ha- considering that their first real home game is not until mid-August, um, but uh, it should be a good year. Um, we're certainly looking forward to the start of uh, start of the Argo season, and also looking forward to the resolution of the uh, ownership and BMO issues. Uh, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's a call-in show. Uh, whatever's on your mind, you want to talk to us about it. Uh, these are our call-in numbers: area code four one six three six zero zero seven four zero, toll free one eight six six seven four zero. Four seven four zero. Soccer certainly in the uh, in the attention this week. A big game last night. TFC uh, found themselves behind against the Revolution and managed to squeak out a tie, which uh, is, maybe the best goal I've seen this year. Michael Bradley yeah, on that tie. Certainly goal. a tremendous wow. world class performance from Michael Bradley last wow. night. And uh, to talk about TFC and all things soccer, our resident. Uh, our resident uh, soccer expert on the line, uh, Mark Kennedy. Mark Kennedy, of course, more famously known for his interesting uh, blog, MistakeByTheLake.com. Mark, uh, how are you this morning? I, I'm fine, Wally. Uh, great to be on. Uh, TFC, an interesting week. Uh, let's talk about the tail end of the week rather than the beginning of the week. Uh, your assessment of TFC's performance last night. They they did something that they've had a hard time doing, and that is they um, they didn't give up a late goal. Um, there was also a goal that um, that we scored that was called offside. So um, um, if you want me to dominate the show and go into the offside rule, we, we can it be a ninety minute show? No, it can't be a ninety minute show. But if you've got an executive summary, because I've been a huge critic of the offside rule. Uh, I think it's one of the stupidest rules in sport, but uh, 
People tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, that I, and they ask me how many professional games I've played as a soccer player, and I say none. Therefore, they don't allow me to be critical of that rule. Well, but uh, my, I, I think, my, I, my personal opinion, it's the stupidest rule in professional sports. That's the hardest uh, play to judge. But I, I let Mark, you're you're our soccer expert. Give us uh, give us your sort. Your Michael, short assessment. Michael Bradley took a shot on net. The New England goalkeeper blocked the shot, but the rebound came out. And Luke Moore of Toronto was in the perfect position to put the ball in the net. But at the moment that Bradley was taking a shot on net, um, it was judged that Luke Moore had taken advantage of being in an offside position. And uh, I've 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 often been criticized by especially uh, uh, especially when I'm talking to Europeans about because uh, they seem to know more about uh, football as they call it over there than North Americans do and uh, whenever I've raised that topic in a discussion amongst uh, amongst uh, uh, European footballers or people familiar with football in Europe I, I constantly get criticized that I, I don't know what I'm talking about and that the offside rule is part of the history of the game and uh, in North Americans, when we, when we talk about abolishing that rule, that we simply don't understand the sport. Uh, well, the, the phrase, taking advantage of being in an offside position, is such a huge gray area. Um, it, it deserves to be looked at. Um, there is no way that the Toronto FC player was in that position because, A, he thought there was going to be a shot on net, and, B, he thought the goalie was going to mess it up and, and bounce the ball to him. Um, it, it, if if he knew all of that, it and, and therefore had had gotten himself in that position to take advantage of those uh, freak occurrences, um, well, more power to him. Uh, it seemed like we have an injury take place late in the game. What oh. uh, was with Altador? Yes, Altador went off the field maybe in the first fifteen minutes. It looks like it's a it's a hamstring injury, and uh, um, that's that's concerning. Um, um, he's He's been playing well. He's, uh, he's. I like him. He's a big item up there. He's a yeah. strong addition. Yeah. Oh, and Naz, I have to correct you on your earlier comment. Um, Which the, one about the Horn Payne? Revolution and the New England Patriots share a field, but it's field turf. It's not natural grass. Oh, that is not natural grass. It's okay. not natural grass. And Thanks. the new New York team, the NY uh, NYCFC. They play in Yankee Stadium, so they share it with uh, a baseball team. Yeah, and we will see what that looks like in September. Thanks, Mark. You're certainly uh, not one to hold back his opinions, um, and I'm sure you probably have a fairly strong opinion about uh, the Toronto Argos moving to BMO and the effect on the field. Uh, you're a huge uh, TFC supporter, um, and uh, are you still of the same opinion, or do you? Uh, You've, have you come around to uh, see that uh, having a, a strong Toronto Argo franchise in the city would be a good thing for the city? I, I don't agree. Um, I think when you use the Montreal Alouettes example, you're forgetting that Quebec has an incredibly healthy university football system. Uh, Laval, Bishops, University of Montreal, McGill... Uh, they are a hotbed of Canadian football. Um, I go to Guelph Griffins games, and uh, I see that it's uh, friends of the players and family of the players. Uh, the stadium switch isn't, I think, the magic bullet for the Argos. 
Um, I might even uh, needle Naz and say, I know Naz would always <laughs> rather go and see his, uh, his Alabama University team or his Buffalo Bills rather than a Canadian Football League game. Um, that, that's, Mark, not, that's not true. That's not true. I, 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 would, I would go to the Argo games also. Mark, I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to jump in here because I think you said something there that needs to be challenged. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, there, I, don't, I think it's fair and logical that if the Toronto Argos don't move to be – there's no other alternative in this city. I mean, let's be quite frank. There, well, no, I, there's I'm, no, I'm nobody, nobody's going to invest $100, $200 million to build another stadium right now for the Toronto Argos. So the Toronto Argos have two choices, Sky Dome or BMO. Sky and, Dome, and that's a, and Sky that's a Dome, shame. Mark. Sky Dome is a rep is 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 going to take this franchise and kill it. And, it, and it, already, if it hasn't it done, killed. it already has it. it already killed. Okay. So in terms of you know the, you know the Argos got to find another solution. There is no other solution. They've been looking for this solution. You know, uh, Jeff, you made a really great point that you know Cinnamon and Sokolowski were great Argo. Owners, they were passionate about the Argos. They just couldn't figure out a st- they couldn't figure out a stadium solution. They just couldn't figure it out. That's right. And and you know, Mark said that he doesn't believe that moving to BMO is the magic bullet. It is the magic bullet. Well, you know what? The bullet's got to come with yeah. some extra fire around it. So it's got to be a sawed off with extra bullets because it's you can't just move in there and leave everything else status quo. So we do have an ownership change. So that's another bullet beside that bullet. You also are gonna with that ownership change. There's gonna be uh, some dollars spent in marketing on the organization. It's going to be in a, in a better position. There's going to be people on the ground marketing, selling the, the club, and the fans are here in the city. There's no questioning that. I mean, in my career, everywhere you went, there was people that were Argo fans, and they just weren't coming because of, and most of the time, it was because of the stadium. But now, when you, you couple with this, this new move, uh, an organization that's going to have a winning attitude and, and, a, and a different way of, of thinking, because... I, I do like Senator or former Senator Braley, but the the atmosphere that was created under his tenure was not a winning one, and part of it was because he was just maybe trying to keep the club going. And you've um, got to give him credit for that. Yes, and, and you do, and I you mean, do. He salvaged this franchise because if it wasn't David Braley, we may not have a Toronto. You're correct. Right now. You're correct. And so the people he hired underneath, they did a great job of trying to create that winning attitude. But when sometimes when their hands were tied with because if there was monetary restrictions, then, you know, those challenges can be difficult to overcome. But looking forward, there's a lot of hair that's going to come with that bullet. So I think the, BM, the move to BMO is the right one. Mark, uh, we've let, got, Mark, Mark, just, Mark, let, hold on, Mark. It's an Azawali Sports Hour. Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't like to interrupt you. I do respect your opinions. I really do. Uh, we've got a couple of callers we want to get to, but I do know that there's an important point you want to make because you're a huge TFC supporter. And something, something... Uh, unnecessary, uh, that's mild language, something really offensive happened uh, last Sunday, and you want to make the point, uh, and I'm going to allow you to make this point, that whatever happened last Sunday is not representative of of the fans at TFC, and, and it shouldn't, and people should not get the impression that that's what TFC football is all about. So I want I want to give you the opportunity of making that point. Thank you, Wally. I the, the MLS, the, the soccer league, for many years now has had a campaign called Don't Cross the Line. And uh, the, the, the team, the fans, the league are very, very supportive of, of, of this anti-racist, anti-sexist, anti-homophobic um, position of the league. 
and uh, the the individuals who were involved in this uh, uh, media topic were atypical. As I said to someone, they must have spent years covering their ears and their eyes every time the the team and their fellow fans were talking about don't cross the line. And I thank you for making those comments. Uh, Appreciate your time, uh, Mark. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, and uh, talk to you soon. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, We want to go to your calls. Uh, We have D. General on the line. D. General from Etobicoke, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing great. How are you doing? Very good, actually. A very nice long weekend. The sun's out. I can't wait to get out there and uh, do some yard work. I'm looking forward to uh, plucking some of those weeds out of the grass. I don't have that artificial turf that you well, guys well, well, about. Well, let, let me, D General, when you're finished at your house, can you can you drive about yeah. uh, drive a little bit west and come over and pick some weeds out of my lawn, please? No problem, because I'm always sure there's some uh, cold beverages in that fridge of yours that uh, haven't been uh, haven't been accessed in a few years. So I've ever come over there before they go back, they go rancid. Fantastic. Now I know you want to talk. <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. Okay, General, I know. And, uh, listen, yeah. We're talking about all these other sports. All due respect to you know football and soccer. We haven't presented the Stanley Cup yet. We've got to talk some hockey here. Okay, you're, that's why we got the you on Rangers, the line. The Rangers are on a roll. 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. I love this hockey that they're playing. This is great playoff hockey. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, one of these original six teams finally comes through and, uh, and reclaims the Cup. So it would be a nice Chicago Ranger final. What do you guys think? D-General, uh, these 2-1 to games, quite frankly, put me to sleep. Oh come on! They're gotta, putting me to sleep. Come on! You gotta it, love the goaltending. We had we we the, you know what uh, the goaltending's great. You know the, these two one games. They're I I gotta be honest with you. It's the, oh, yeah. the least interesting NHL playoffs in probably since '03. And I'm gonna tell you why you don't like it. Why don't I like it? Because it's completely. <laughs> hey, opposite to what the Toronto Maple Leafs are. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I know. You know what? We had we had Lou Franceschetti on the show last Sunday. I, he made the same comment. There, there's something missing. Hopefully, this Anaheim Chicago series uh, takes the game to a different level. But I uh, but the, but I, I, I give credit to Alain Vigneault. Uh, he's managed to create a team that not only puts the other team to sleep, it's putting all the fans to sleep too. I don't know. That's just but my you personal know, game impression. Six, game six in the Washington New York series yeah. is great. Like. Uh, I thought they were going to pull a leaf. Maybe, maybe it's because Bob Cole's not announcing it. I, I just uh, find the games way more that. exciting uh, when Bob Cole announces them. I think it's going to be the Rangers and Hawks. I really do. I'm, I'm hoping because the uh, actually the playoff hockey's been great. Actually, the World Championships have been solid. I'm really looking forward to that afternoon game, uh, Canada Russia again. So there's there's so much. Uh, there's so much great hockey out there that's being played. So uh, we, we're going to have to we're going to have to put the football and the soccer and all this other stuff on hold. But I do want to say that that uh, that incident that happened with TFC is is unfortunate, and uh, it's it's really not a reflection. I agree, it's not a reflection of uh, the majority of people that go down there and watch sports. I've been down there and I've been at football games, etc. And and people are usually very very good. It's just too bad that uh, one bad apple kind of. Uh, Ruins it for the rest of them, but uh, hopefully we can uh, we can put that kind of stuff aside. But uh, lo- looking looking forward to uh, football. I'm a Hoagie fan. Love to listen to uh, to him. So I'm looking forward to uh, catching some of the Argo games as well. D General, thanks for your call. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you. you. Too. We have Mike from Hamilton on the line. Mike from Hamilton. I understand you want to talk about uh, the Argos moving to BMO. Good morning, Mike. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing hey. great. Thank you. Good. Okay. 
Yeah, no, no, I just wanted to say, I think the uh, Argos are um, going to BMO Field on the heels of the cancellation of the uh, Buffalo Bill series. Don't you, don't you find that a little strangely coincidental? I think that has a lot to do with it. I think the new ownership, because of the Buffalo Bills pursuit, stopped. Tannenbaum was heavy into that, and he went to the CFL. I think he's right. Well, well that, you know, um, that raises an interesting question. Um, and, Jeff, um, you know, I'm going to ask you this question that's been debated in this city, oh, for probably 20 years. Uh, can the Argos and an NFL franchise coexist in Toronto? Because this, the, the Argos going to BMO is not going to put the end. Is, that's not going to terminate the debate of whether Toronto should have an NFL franchise. Quite frankly, Toronto, uh, if they ever developed a stadium or got somebody interested in developing a stadium or building a billion-dollar stadium, we would get an NFL franchise. We're, just, we're too big of a market for the NFL to ignore us. Well... There's two things there. Um, can they coexist? Yes, I believe they can coexist. And then the other question, which if you want to talk about it, is whether an NFL franchise would work here. And I've got an opinion about that. Which, let's hear your opinion. <laughs> let's hear your opinion. Well, the city of Toronto is nothing like any of the U.S. cities that support NFL teams. right? So we're talking about and football is a way of life. It's part of their culture in the United States. We have Like hockey is here. That's right. Friday, you've got high school. You've got your college on Saturday, and you have your NFL on Sunday. And the markets revolve around that in the fall in the United States. You have the tailgate parties. Family traditions revolve around those games. You do not have that here. In hockey, you do to a certain degree. You do not have that here. You have that culture in Saskatchewan. (laughs) You don't have the market, but you have that culture. Um, in Toronto, we have a different demographic. You look at the cultural demographic of Toronto, and it's, it's fantastic. It's a great mix, and that's why we have all these different sports, you know, the, the soccer culture, the cricket. A lot of those aren't going to support Jeff, NFL I will, football. I, Jeff, I will respectfully disagree. I, I, I think the NFL would be huge in the city, uh, not, as, not, as, uh, not as an add-on to a Buffalo Bills team. The Buffalo Bills deserve to be where they are in yes. Buffalo. Agreed. Okay, they're not Toronto's team. They're Buffalo's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the NFL would do phenomenal here. I just see the amount of people here that take part in NFL uh, uh, football in the sense that they either bet on it or they attend Brand games, or they attend games. Yeah. The amount of the amount of people who drive across the border to either Buffalo or Pittsburgh. I see the amount of, I see the amount of Pittsburgh Steeler fans in this city, mm-hmm. and I'm astounded. Now, would they become Toronto NFL fans? No, they'd probably continue to be Pittsburgh Steeler fans. But I, I think, and, and, and well, I is, might be it, wrong, but I think they do phenomenal Well, this here. won't happen, because Buffalo and Toronto are too close in cities for them to be two teams in the NFL. The, the market's not there. And they... Tannenbaum has seen that. That's why he's going into the CFL. Anyways, I want to take a quick call from Kevin from Buffalo. Kevin, I understand you may want to talk some CFL. You may want to talk some Babcock. Good morning, Kevin, and what's on your mind today? Victoria Day weekend greetings (laughs) to you fine men. And two very quick comments. And many years, as you know, being here in Buffalo, what a great Mike Pinball Clemens of the Argos. And fortunate here in Buffalo, seen a lot of CFL 
football and back to Conridge Holloway when the quarterback and boy, you talk about a, a class act, Mike Pinball Clemens, and uh, just that was my CFL comment. And as you know, men, it sounds like this week is the big announcement with Mike Bob Babcock of the Red Wings, and I, I you know. I'll I throw in the mix where I think he may stay with Detroit. He sounds very comfortable there with Ken Holland, and that's my own opinion. And it sounds like uh, the end of this week he's going to make the announcement. But the best to you men. It's a great show, and I look forward to hearing your 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 comments. Kevin, thanks so much. I want you. Know, you're part of our uh, Western New York listenership. I want to ask you, uh, what's the buzz down down there about who's going to be the next Saber coach? Well, it it sounds like uh, naturally they're hoping that he would change his his direction and be named Saber coach, and it sounds like as far as the fans down here and the public, will Kim and Terry Pagula make a last-ditch announcement and bring him here? He was here last Sunday, like on a tour of the the uh, practice facility and so forth, but... So it, is, it isn't going to be, it isn't going to be Babcock in, uh, in Buffalo, Kevin? No, no. Okay. Kevin, we, we've got to run. We're just about out of time. We thank you so much for calling us again on a Sunday morning, and we appreciate it. Thanks so much, Kevin. Have a great week, man. Same to you. Uh, we've got two minutes left, Jeff, and we have to ask you, yes. as a football player, uh, Tom Brady, Deflategate, yes. four games, a million dollars, a draft pick. Yes. As a, as a football player. Two draft player, picks. Two draft picks. As no. a football player, as a football, former football player, <laughs> uh... He looks like he's in great shape. He looks like he can he still get, play. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this whole thing? Well, I think the, you know, the, the NFL obviously uh, wanted to make a huge statement with this. Uh, Is it a big thing? He deflated a couple of footballs. Is that, did that change? When you're catching a football, do you know if it's deflated or not? Uh, no, I wouldn't notice as a running back or a receiver. Do you, you think know, the quarterback would? I think, yes, the quarterback would know because they're handling the football all game. They know uh, the intricacies of how that ball feels in their hand. And, and you know, uh, although I think the NFL uh, punishment is, is, is a bit harsh considering that the guy, you know, Tom Brady's been squeaky clean and nothing but a, a positive ambassador for the NFL. And I think they're making a huge example of him, um, maybe not uh, – uh, I think it's a bit harsh, but uh, yeah, and they're trying to recover from a lot of the problems and and issues that they had uh, last year, and 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 show you know try to show players that hey, you can't uh, make those mistakes going forward. Yes, yeah, I I agree. I think it's harsh. I think two games would have sufficed, and I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to have a uh, hearing, and they're going to reduce it to two games. But the New England seems to come up in all these things. (laughs) Trouble seems to follow them around. Well, they're, they they're, they're the model franchise, and they've got a microscope on them. It's incredible because they are involved in everything. What's what's the next thing with New England? Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting uh, NFL season. It's going to be an interesting CFL season. And uh, we've had the privilege of having in studio with us this morning Jeff Johnson. It was, uh, Jeff, uh, we're looking forward to the uh, CFL season. Uh, we're looking forward to all the positive news that we're getting out of uh, out of the Toronto Argonauts. And uh, we're certainly going to be listening to you and Mike Hogan and uh, 
hopefully I can uh, I can uh, I can once again find my passion for the for the CFL. But you've certainly done uh, done quite a bit to uh, restoke my interest. Thanks so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. That's awesome, Wally. Well, fantastic time. Thank you very much, guys. Pleasure. And to all our uh, listeners, please have a safe holiday weekend. And we'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.